Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. I am Florence Ion, your host of the Material Podcast. This is a episode, episode number 208, and I'm joined here by the lovely and wonderful and um, the indescribable Andy Anako. You know, I just, uh, we, we were talking before we started uh, formally recording, and I, I just realized something that if uh, we are uh, like blacklisted in like whatever the modern form of red channels is, like, mm-hmm. like for our communists, you know, uh, power to the people sort of tendencies, like flow Ion, no, Andy Anatko, we would be like right next to each other alphabetically in that list. And that that actually makes me feel That's good. That's true. Oh, my gosh. Andy, that's absolutely true. You know, like, I was we, we always a loner. We would testify in the There's... Senate like t- like back to back almost. What, which is good because that means we would keep each other – we would comfort each other because I'm sure that, that I would have a lot of anxiety during that whole thing. I would probably explode actually. Oh, I, be- I, would, I would bring an extra Game Boy for you. We'll, oh. we'll, we'll have fun. <laughs> Thank you. We'll, we'll, do, we'll, um, we'll do one of those no-friendo switches that you youngsters are into. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, so I, I just want to quickly derail our usual Google podcast to talk about me um, <laughs> because because I can. I can do this. Andy allows me. Uh, he gives me a finite. I don't I don't allow I don't allow you to. <laughs> I am I, I am just as pleased to sit back and go on this journey with you with the with the rest okay. of our listeners. So I am taking up a new hobby this summer, um, purely just because I'm looking for a way to get creative, but in a way that's also utilitarian, because I found that um, the ways I used to get creative, like like beading and <laughs> paper craft, I mean, all these things are really nice, but like, I just, you know, I, I don't know where to what to do with it afterwards. It's like, you know, so I decided that I, because I'm now getting back into gaming and I guess I became a streamer somehow overnight. Um, I decided that what I really need are some cool gaming peripherals, but I can't find anything that's cool or worth the money. Um, I don't want to spend $120 on that pink razor keyboard that lights up because I didn't read very good things about it. And I also need a keyboard to function as a writing, uh, tool because of what I do for a living. So I decided that I would start modding my own keyboards. Um, and I, I, the only reason I want to bring this up is because today that we're recording this is Wednesday. And Wednesday is my Amazon day. Uh, that's, that's Jeff Bezos' Amazon. And, you know, I try, I try not to, to fly my Amazon flag high, but it is nice to know that you're getting in some treats in the mail today. And I am getting my keyboard to start modding. I don't have anything to mod with it yet, but it lights up. I'm just, I'm very excited. I'm very excited that it's going to come and it's going to be here. And I also have some keycaps on the way because I uh, have a very nice friend who is cleaning out their inventory and has offered to ship me their remnants just for the price of shipping, which is very lovely. Uh, so I'm just, I just wanted to tell you about this. No, no, everyone. I'm, I'm very I'm excited. So the, the big question, cherry MX brown or blue? Um, I ended up ordering the brown. Me too. See, that's see. And yeah. now do, are you going with the O-rings to sort of dampen the effect a little bit? No. Um, also, I didn't order cherry brand ones. I ordered the Gameron, I think it's called okay. like the Gatter- Gatteron. Gatteron, which is like apparently the patents 
just TLDR, the patents expired on the cherry switches. So a bunch of other companies start, we're like, let's make them too. And because my friend has said keyboard enthusiast, and by the way, he writes for the wire cutter. Um, it's just, it's Nathan Edwards. <laughs> if you want to just go you check him out on Twitter. Um, I, he told me basically like what he would buy for himself. And I really appreciated that. Cause I just basically needed somebody to tell me like, this is what you should buy. And if you want to do this, like get this. So I'm really looking forward to trying it out. Um, I just, I'm excited to like get back into <laughs> peripherals. Oh my, I don't know. That, see, that is cool. And also as a writer, you've, uh, you have to mm-hmm. keep coming up with ways to trick your brain into getting excited about writing. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes for me, it is switching to a different keyboard or even like buying a new keyboard. I'm I'm also in the new keyboard club, kind of, because um, a couple of weeks ago, I discovered this uh, little little dongle uh, from a company called Big Mess Mess O-Wires, uh, called the Wombat. It is a bi-directional USB to Apple desktop bus and Apple desktop bus to ADB converter. The upshot being that I can take like my big like Sar- uh, Apple Saratoga Apple desktop bus keyboard that I wrote like three or four books on that I actually took apart and customized with like metallic green pebble paint uh, and all that sort of stuff. And I can now continue to use it like on my modern MacBook and on my Mac mini. So do it's if, and the people who are listening, if you have never checked out the keyboard modding, it is, it, the, the, it's like the first time you've go, you've gone to a shoe store that actually has every size and every width that you didn't mm-hmm. realize that you don't have to just simply say, okay, this isn't, this is comfortable enough. I guess I'll take this one. You can actually get a keyboard customized to exactly how you like it, where you actually can buy, I guess you would call it a, a flight of switch of, of keyboard switches. You actually buy like a pad of like six to like six by two switches. You just ask the company that's building the keyboard, like, okay, I want that's like being a Dunkin' Donuts. I want uh mm-hmm. one cherry MX with the elastomer <laughs> O-ring. I want one uh cherry brown that has the white elastomer and then you get this little tiny like six key keypad that of course is connected to nothing and you test the feel of each one of them and the sound of every clacky one and you feel as though if you feel as though like you've just been like you're you're a samurai and you've been fitted for your sword yeah (laughs) that's that's how we know we're computer nerds by the way because that's what we because it's true that is the sword in, in the arsenal of, of being on the computer. Um, and by the way, I've been thinking about getting one of those switches just for, um, just for fidgeting, just to like oh, yeah. clack on. So, you know, cause sometimes you want to clack on the key or well, I do. I like to clack my long nails on the keyboard because <laughs> that's what I do. It makes me feel like a secretary. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's, which is like the most regressive thing for me to say, <laughs> but it's I'm like, yes, can I help you? Mr. Bob's office. Like, because that's what I do when I'm like often staring off in the distance into like the corner of my wall and thinking like I'm just anyway, everybody has weird quirks. <laughs> that's what makes no, us human. See, that's, in, in, in our job, that's kind of, it's, it's very, very normal to just think about, wouldn't it be great that I would be sitting at a desk in front of a computer, but 
the only th- they only think I'm smart enough maybe to take phone messages and occasionally photocopy things. And they n- will never ask me to do anything more complicated than that. And you get to go home at five. Exactly. You dental. Don't... You also have dental. Exactly. <laughs> and probably, I don't know, did they have maternity leave back then? Anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was called the rest of your life. Right. <laughs> like, I, well, I was thinking back well, to Dr. Mad Men Ion, they, my... you, you, your, your groundbreaking cancer research has absolutely restarted lives here at Boston Children's Hospital. Congratulations on the new baby. Guess you're going to be a stay-at-home mom now. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. My last name wouldn't be Ion because I would have my husband's last name. Yeah, true. Mm. Okay, so let's move on to more modern things. Yeah. So, uh, um, did you ever buy that? What happened? Did you did you buy that netbook we were talking about last week? Yeah, last week we we're talking about there's a uh, there's a Rite Aid pharmacy near my house that is being that is turning into a Walgreens over the next week, and so they really decide that they want to they need to sell off pretty much everything that they're not keeping, and they had two like hundred and eighty dollar really incredibly lame Android looking Android based netbooks as lame as you imagine a laptop computer that's sold next to next to the the smokeless tobacco tins behind the counter at a Rite Aid pharmacy could be uh, it was the last I, last week when I was talking about this they were marked seventy percent off. From something like a, so it would have been like thirty something dollars, which still seemed stupid high for me, a, a total waste of money, even just to see exactly how bad these things would be as a product, as a useful thing for anything. And I thought that okay, well maybe I, I know the date that they're closing to do the renovations. If I, I'm sure that I'm sure that it'll still be there like on the last day, and maybe it'll be down to like. You know, buy buy this shopping bag for one dollar and just take anything you want and fill it up. Mm-hmm. However, three days ago, both of them were gone, and mm. I have been fidgeting with this mystery ever since. It is it it is not conceivable. Did you ask anyone? Did you go? Excuse me, can I speak to the manager? <laughs> no, because I did not want to give away that there was any reason why I was even taking any notice of these horrible Android-based right. <laughs> netbooks. Right, but it's right. like, did they? Did was was that the level of shame where they decided that no, we can't? Inv- the the five megapixel Vivitar digital camera that takes compact flash storage that we can't. We 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 can't. We we will sell that to some poor unsuspecting sap but this android laptop so i just don't know i just don't know i'll have to i'll I'll have to satisfy myself there is also however they is there is an android tv uh, i'm sorry not an android tv uh hdmi dongle or whatever for tv it is one of those system on a chip sort of things where it is an android based computer Mm. that you plug as in a remote exactly you plug it directly into an hdmi i might pick up that again because i've always been curious to see how badly this could be done or if the if the simple fact that it runs any version a version of youtube and a version of netflix means that it is actually a credible sort of thing if it runs chrome as well but again i'm, I'm sure that we're in like cupcake territory or eclair territory. I've, yeah. I, I, I don't think there's even a promise it'll run the Google Play Store. Credible seems kind of unlikely. I just, I, I mean, you're right. I should, <laughs> I should ask the staff, 
Like, could, do you do you have? They probably secu- have no idea. They'll be like, "What are you laptops? What are you talking yeah. about? Do, do you have security camera footage? I don't want to. Uh, not that uh, I, I suppose that maybe someone did steal it and you didn't care because they were terrible laptops. But if someone bought it, I really want to see. Like, can you see in their eyes what the joy? Either a, do they clearly <laughs> look like a freelance tech journalist who's looking for content, or are they one of those lost souls? That they try. I would to f- say those are two of the same. Mm. Well, <laughs> Tech I'm, journalists looking I'm not, for content. I'm not saying there isn't any overlap <laughs> between the two. I'm just saying that <laughs> there are identifying marks that would distinguish one from the other. Sure, uh, right, pit stains uh, would be one. Mm-hmm. Being Possibly. being at a right aid at 2 p.m. when most people are at work. You know what, though, I love being out when I shouldn't be out. It because it it really you get to see a slice of life you don't usually get to see. You also get to see the Captain Marvel movie in a half filled theater. Oh, that's a good point. That's a really good point. Um, hey, speaking of summer movies, I'm thinking uh, let's do our ad a little early this episode so that we can make some money for the upcoming. So we can get in line for Toy Story Four. Oh yeah, is that what's next? Okay. I don't know. I guess I have to go see that, don't I? I'm I'm kind of refusing to see it because they should def- after what they pulled with Toy Story three. I feel as though if it's not like a Smokey and the Bandit Bandit sort of lighthearted romp, if they if they try to do to my heart what they, they did, they had fiery hell scene in Toy Story three. We were crying, thinking it was the end of these toys. Spoiler no, not alert. not not just that, but them all joining hands, knowing that we are uh-huh. not going to escape this, but at least we will go. We will have each other to the end. And they and at the very uh, again, it was it's but so even, emotionally even manipulative. That, that was that was like the local anesthetic. While they while they gave while they prepared like the real hit, which was saying goodbye to. Uh, it was- Again, I thought it was the last you, movie. Do me, do me. Can they do like a, a movie like Airplane? Can they do a movie like like Caddyshack? You know, without the nudity, of course. Just give me a again, Smokey and the Bandit. Like a Disney that was a style, fine, right? Yeah. I would love a Disney style Caddyshack. Again, it's like there's nothing. I I, I think that one of the reasons why I like the Minions movie so much. A, because it was like a, a, a Bugs Bunny cartoon that lasted for 90 minutes, which is, I thought, I thought it was just hysterically <laughs> funny. But also, it didn't try to make me cry. It said that, hey, we don't, we don't disrespect Pixar for going for these heavy emotional beats sometimes in the first, in the opening five minutes of the movie. We're just saying that maybe we can make people happy and laugh and also send them out with a really cool with the summer the summer song of the summer i right. it, it would behoove pixar to take a page from 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 the minions okay yeah, yeah. yeah but yes let's definitely make some money gotta pay for those movies this episode of material is brought to you by squarespace make your next move with squarespace Squarespace lets you easily create a website for your next idea with a unique domain, award-winning templates, and more. Maybe you want to create an online store. Maybe you want to create a portfolio. Maybe you want to create a blog. Squarespace is an all-in-one platform that lets you do just that. There's nothing to install, no patches to worry about, no upgrades needed. You don't have to worry about any of that stuff. 
Squarespace has got it covered. They have award-winning 24-7 customer support if you need any help. They let you quickly and easily grab a unique domain name. And all those award-winning templates are beautifully designed for you to show off your great ideas. I have some experience here in <laughs> in creating websites. Uh, I've been through the experience of – I love WordPress. Let's not diss WordPress. There's a reason why it's so popular. But I, it's a lot of work or a lot more work than I really want to do. <laughs> I want to just write stuff and post stuff. And that, that's really all I want to do. I don't want to have to run a server. I don't really have to. I won't. I don't want to have to figure out why is my CSS not closed properly and why is this floating to the left? So I, I, Squarespace is great because it's just instead of giving you a million options that you can't possibly choose from because you don't know enough about it, it will give you uh, like a few dozen options that are very, very clear and it'll give you a bunch of them that will work perfectly for what you want to do. And you and you get to actually start publishing things, okay? So I've, I've been thinking about starting a, a, a site for my photography, not because I'm starting that as a business, but because I kind of like want to present uh, some of my stuff in a, in a more eager format than what I can do with my self-hosted WordPress. And, and Squarespace is probably the way that I would want to go with that because that way I would actually get this done within a month as opposed to within 12 months of years. <laughs> well, Squarespace plans start at just $12 a month, but you can start a trial with no credit card required by going to squarespace.com material. When you decide to sign up, use the offer code material to get 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain and to show your support for material. Once again, that's squarespace.com material and the code material to get 10% off your first purchase. We thank Squarespace for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. Squarespace, make your next move, make your next website. So we talk about Google every week on this podcast. That's what this podcast is about. Eventually. Um, eventually. <laughs> Listen, that's our warm up, okay, Andy? That's our time together. And and I, you know, want to let people witness our camaraderie. Why exactly. the heck not? Um, thank Once you for again, we're, we're taking you on a journey, dear listeners. Mm -hmm. Come, come, Come enjoy the voyage with us. Yeah, this is my weekly meetup with Andy that we happen to uh, record and also monetize. So, I mean, welcome to 2019. And, and unlike other other voyages, you will not contract norovirus. Absolutely. Okay? Or at least if Absolutely. you did, uh, I, would abs I think you would have to agree it would have nothing to do with us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Very, very considerable air barrier that we maintain. Uh -huh. between. It's very true. Unfortunately, no water slide, uh, which you would get on a cruise ship. Uh, so this week, um, some news came out that is is pretty hyper local, which I was thinking about this last night um, before we recorded this morning. I was thinking, like, how am I going to approach this topic and let people know that it's relevant? So I am a lifetime Bay Area kid. I was born here. I grew up here. I have never left and I have seen this place morph. And so I, I really care about, um, Silicon Valley. And when I say Silicon Valley, I'm talking all the companies that are concentrated between Santa Clara and San Mateo counties, which are far from me. I don't live there. I live in the North, in the North. Um, I'm always curious to see like how that is impacting the area because all that stuff eventually trickles up to me. Just a, person of the Bay Area. And the reason I live so far up north is because it's very expensive <laughs> to live 
near where all the jobs are. Um, so those of us um, middle-class folk, we just kind of hang out and commute and we do what we can to make, to make ends meet. So now, now do the, like, do the people <laughs> like from who moved here to work at Facebook and Google and Apple, do they call you like filthy townies? Like in breaking away where the- we're called the bridge and tunnel crowd because we take Ooh. a bridge. Yeah. I take two bridges in a tunnel Ooh. actually to get to San Francisco, unless I take the ferry, then I go under two bridges. <laughs> So anyway, okay, this is all digression, but it's just to bring you back to the the fact that this week, Google announced that it would invest $1 billion for 20,000 homes in the Bay Area. Now, you may want, you may be saying to yourself, that sounds like a great thing. I know that that's been a struggle for those of you in the Bay Area. I've been reading a lot about housing prices over there and, and how ridiculous they are. Um, but I'm here to tell you that uh, the devil's in the details. So the reason that I was spamming Andy with this, yes, with links about this yesterday on Slack is because, so this, the news that broke out broke out this week on Tuesday. We're filming this on Wednesday. Um, is because I felt a lot of the headlines just kept pointing to the fact that Google is investing this one billion and not exactly what the uh, what the after effects of it will be or what actually the outcome will be. So there was an official Google blog all about this. It was bylined by Sundar Pichai, promising significant investments in addressing the housing housing shortage in the Bay Area. So the plan is to move local governments to rezone $750 million of Google's land. So Google owns land in the South Bay, okay, privately owned by Google, from commercial to residential over the next 10 years. So Google has this power to do that because it owns that land and it can go and say, we want to do this with it. Um, in the blog, it said, uh, quoted, this will enable us to support the development of at least 15,000 new homes at all income levels in the Bay Area, including housing options for middle and low income families. By way of comparison, 3,000 total homes w- were built in the South Bay in 2018. So Google will lease this land to residential developers, but it won't subsidize the construction costs. So anybody who's interested in building there basically has to do so with its own coin. Yeah. Um, and, and also, it's not as though they're donating $750 million right. worth of land. It is still their land. They're just simply leasing it for residential exactly. development. Right. Um, Google also said that it will establish a $250 million investment fund to provide incentives to developers of low-income housing. So at least 5,000 new affordable units um, are a part of that deal, at least, which is kind of small when you <laughs> think about it. Um, plus 50 million in new Google.org grants to nonprofits focused on the issues of homelessness and displacement. According to Google blog, this builds on the 18 million in grants we've given to help address homelessness over the last five years, including 3 million we gave to the newly opened SF Navigation Center and 1.5 million to affordable housing for low-income veterans and households in Mountain View. Uh, again, quote from Google, our goal is to get housing construction started immediately and for homes to be available in the next few years. In Mountain View, we've already worked with the city to change zoning in one of the areas to free up land for housing. And we're currently in productive conversations with Sunnyvale and San Jose, both of which are part of Santa Clara counties. We're also funding community spaces that provide free access to co-working areas for nonprofits, improving transit options for the community and our employees, taking 9,000 cars off the road per day and supporting programs for career development, education, and local businesses. So that's all great. Okay. From, from a far perspective, you're probably going, what's wrong with this flow? 
inherently there's nothing completely wrong with it. It's just the fear of where this is all going to be allocated. So Google is funding community spaces for free access to co-working areas for nonprofits. Um, they want to improve career of development. Where do you think that career development is going to be improved? It's going to be improved to go work for Google. Like, yeah. sorry to be super cynical. I apologize because I know that we have some folks who work for Google who listen to us, but I just want to remind everybody, like, it money talks. Money is the big thing here, okay? Even though there are good people inside companies and even though there is, like, an altruistic effort behind something, we have to think about, like, what is really the intention of this? And the other intention... And this comes from uh, the SF Chronicle piece, which, by the way, I subscribe to. Please subscribe to your local papers. It's very important because they will often report on the stuff that the big ones are not. Um, SF Chronicle piece had uh, this very important paragraph. I'm just going to read it verbatim. There's a self-seeking upside in building housing near its offices, said Nathan Ho, a senior director of housing and community development at Silicon Valley Leadership Group, a business advocacy advocacy group. It may help Google keep employees longer. Many of the group's 330 member companies say the housing crisis has made recruiting and retention harder. We asked them, what are you concerned about for the future of your company? The two issues, traffic and housing, are 50% of responses, Ho said. The other 50% is housing and traffic. So it's like... Zing. Yeah, the most important thing is just, and and I would say as a Bay Area resident that absolutely those are the things we're dealing with right now is that there's not a lot of um, inventory to go around. There's not affordable inventory. A lot of what's available is drastically expensive and some things are just grossly inflated. I mean, it's it's wild. And the thing is, it's not just, um, it's not just, that there isn't money to build housing. It's also that there is a lot of annoying bureaucracy that goes on. I mean, yeah. every every county is its own jurisdiction. Every city is its own jurisdiction. So what might be happening in Santa Clara uh, County, excuse me, San Mateo County, is not happening directly in Mountain View, which is a part of that county, because Mountain View has its own residents, its own people voting in, its own, um, in their own interests. So Did, there's I a lot... Yes. Didn't didn't I read a story late last year about how uh, somebody wanted to build some low to moderate income housing in the excuse me, someone who had owned a laundromat for a long long time decided he wanted to pull down the laundromat and build like low and medium income housing and the neighbor or the community forced him or, or made uh, him is making him go through so many hoops for reasons that I don't really understand, but I I recall at the time thinking, yeah, that's a very San Francisco way of of telling someone what they can't do with their laundromat. And that's, that made me kind of sad that even when someone has the is doing something that we kind of hope happens, where here's a business person who sees that, wow, there is a really great market for, for low to middle income housing. I believe that I can make more money renting to people who are housing, uh, housing poor uh, than I can with people who have dirty clothes. And not being able to do it because of every single permit he has to get and every single community impact thing that has to go through. So it's not just it's it, yes, it's a big problem. A, a big part of the problem are uh, like tech bubble bros 
wanting to spend $15 million on a marble dog walk where the homeless shelter is and basically paying for that lot and kicking everybody out. That's part of it, but I, it's right. a complex issue. It's a complex issue. Well, it's, it's, so that's just a San Francisco, that's just in San Francisco, yeah. which is, uh, for those who don't know, San Francisco is a tiny city. It's seven by seven square miles. Um, which is not a lot. In fact, the city, the suburb I grew up in is three times the size of San Francisco, just to just to give you like an idea of how much more Bay Area this is. So I don't want to make this super like hyper local about like where I live and what's going on. I just want to bring it up because there was a huge um, just like pressed maelstrom maelstrom. Ah, I can never say that word out loud, but I can always type it. There was a huge (laughs) press maelstrom yesterday about this particular topic. And, you know, it it wavers. I was like in a Twitter DM conversation with Scott Weiner, who's like I um, he's one of representatives here in California. Uh, He's been working a lot on housing and um, it is a step in the right direction because it's better doing it's better to do something than to just stare blankly at the wall and do nothing at all. But I just want to remind everybody like where where the intention really lies in this. It's that because things have become harder, because it has become harder for Google to recruit people and to to ask people to move to HQ, they're like, okay, well, we have to fix this problem on our own. And it's a bummer because that means they bought a bunch of land. So they now own a bunch of that land in the South Bay that, by the way, the people who live there did not want to like build housing on. So they voted again. It's just, it's, it's frustrating for me. (laughs) It's frustrating (laughs) to me because I can't afford to live down there. So it's like, um, so, and this is not a personal flow thing. But I do want to bring my personal spin to it because I, you know, I am. Well, I know people again, who are affected. I know people who are affected by this, and like, that's this is why I work from home. It's so much easier. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, not everybody has that. So there, there was a lot of this. That's like uh, number one. I had to slap down cynical Andy, to, and just to, to make sure that like when I when I write my own little yeah, list I've been of in a bad mood that, for a couple of weeks. Oh, no, 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 so no, no, I no, have no, my no, cynical no, 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 really come You're out. you're you're thinking the same things that I was thinking, and say, so, okay, first of all, Google did not have to do this. This is not going to be a profitable thing for them to do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes, the, as yes, there is certainly going to be upside in that people, <laughs> the the people that Google hire to work on the campus are human beings who need to live somewhere. But nonetheless, this is something that they do seem to be doing something that is quite material uh, in trying to at least do something, if not uh, solve the problem uh, completely. And yeah, because I, I, gosh, I, I know so many people who have taken wonderful jobs in the Bay Area, and like one Are friend, struggling. her Instagram. Her Instagram, like every month and a half, there's another picture of her, like with all of her stuff in her car, moving from the last temporary place that the company set her up in to the next temporary place they set her up in, while she and her husband are still looking for a place where someone who is, again, not exactly washing dishes in the commissary of this company, uh, probably making a very good living, cannot find a place where they can live 
that is a more than a trivial problem. That is a serious problem. Um, but how? Can I, uh, at can the I same- add to that very sure. quickly? I just want to add that a lot of people have also um, taken. There's a lot of mobile homes now. Yeah. In the South Bay and a lot of the cities and the suburbs are outlying the ability for people to park their vehicles, which is making it even more like difficult. Anyway, go ahead, Andy. Yeah, and and and, and of course we're talking about again friends of mine who've <laughs> who have the the incredible problem of having been hired to a wonderful job at one of the huge one of the largest companies uh, in the in the world. That says nothing about the people who are ju- again, people who are don't work for Facebook and don't work for Google, but they are being completely affected. Oh, yeah. For those who don't know, Facebook is also doing similar um, housing initiatives uh, in another part of the Bay Area. So, yeah. How do you mean? How do you uh, how does someone who teaches in a public school manage to get by in a place where every single rental and every single property available for purchase is in a market where someone who probably makes four to six times more than a public school teacher is also (laughs) clamoring times 10 for that same space. Um, how, so, however, mostly I was, but again, making, after after making sure that the, the 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 cynical Andy was not the first person to speak, and then of course cynical Andy gets his hands on the keyboard uh, because we don't know it'll be this will all be about the details. Like uh, I've, where human beings, not all of us are the best, and so what are the chances that? As soon as a low to medium income uh, property comes on the market, someone who can certainly afford a high income property says, "Ooh, that's great! I was I was budgeting five thousand dollars a month, but to be able to just pay eleven hundred dollars a month, that's awesome." Or, and this is the sort of thing that really made me sigh with recognition that there are people right now who are building spreadsheets in case they can do that. Like, what? okay, what if I, I've got a friend who's like low income? What if we use his name to get the property and then we rent it out as an Airbnb? Like, I, I hope that there are safeguards in place to make sure that – Mm-hmm. Uh, as we've been saying, number number one, this is not just a way for Google to find housing for its own people. It is, again, a way for public school teachers and people who are not making six figures a year can actually find a place where they can raise their two kids safely. Uh, and let's make sure that this is not a system that can be gained, gamed by all of these people who wound up in this valley of of hype weaseldom and desperation to say this what if we have an app that figures out exactly where the next plot of land is going to be and then we know what if again we have make sure that we have applications so that the people that this is going to need to benefit benefit and also that uh, it's also notable that google has said that it's not all low and middle income housing there is of course going to be some luxury housing mixed into this let's hope this isn't the sort of number one let's hope this isn't the sort of nominal we're going to throw in some low income housing just so we can get a tax credit or just so we can build on the space and number two let's hope that it's not going to be one of those situations where yes this building is is for mixed uh, mixed housing but the people who are paying the lowest rents have to use the side entrance their kids get like the blacktop uh, a playground that is fenced away from the 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 rich people's uh, kids playground 
it's there, there's a lot that could go wrong. I'm just I, I will I, I, but I will end by saying that at least it's not going to be one of those uh, uh, Google experimental uh, neighborhoods like they're doing in Canada and other places where and we're gonna every 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 wall outlet is gonna create free Wi-Fi and there's gonna be lidar in every room so we can get the shape of every person. Well, that sits- maybe. 20 years down the line. Yeah, okay, maybe. <laughs> um, I, I just want to end by saying that I think it's, I think it's commendable that it, that Google decided to use this land that it bought to try and, and kind of fix this situation in Mountain View, because if, you know, if people are not voting for it, then the next step is to get some, to get a big company with lots of money to just kind of go ahead and do it. Like that's kind of the way it is. If it doesn't go through publicly, then the next step is to try to do it privately. And I hope that, um, I hope that this, I hope that this helps the rest of us a little bit more because I think the big problem was, is having, um, is having all those Silicon Valley employees living like further out and then taking housing away from those of us who don't work in Silicon Valley. You know what I mean? Like they should live closer to work. I don't need to live closer to Google. Like I don't, it's fine. I only go there once a year. (laughs) Perhaps this this company that has promoted collaborative internet work tools could maybe create a campus someplace where it is dirt cheap to live and really, really beautiful. Oh, you mean a co-op, which would be very Bay Area, by the way, because no, I, I, uh, no, I'm, back, I mean, back in my day, well, no, 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 back in my day, if you went to college at Berkeley, you were living in a co-op in Oakland because that was the way to like, that was the way to live because Berkeley's too expensive. <laughs> I, know. I meant, I meant like <laughs> Nebraska. I'm sure there are lovely towns oh, in Nebraska. Oh, oh, I mean, see, imagine, imagine making like Google Manager money and spending it in nebraska instead of in san francisco that's Ooh, like your money would go so far if you if you own a motorcycle dealership anywhere near that town in nebraska you are going to have a very very your kids are going to college easy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right so we're gonna move on to our next topic which is uh <laughs> it's terribly funny it, it is it? <laughs> well, it's okay. It points to a larger problem, but at least when we talk about the actual issue of Google stealing song lyrics and how they got caught, that's hysterically funny. We can okay. we can all enjoy that before the walls come tumbling down and we're forced to hunt and kill our own birds for 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 for, for punishment. I don't want to kill birds. Okay. I don't want to either. But again, if the walls come tumbling down and well, okay, I'm sorry, you'll be, I'm saying Um, you'll be whistling a different tune. So have you ever Googled lyrics? (laughs) This is how (laughs) I imagined I would start. Have you ever Googled lyrics? So if you've Googled lyrics and the lyrics have come up and you're like, okay, that's what they're mumbling in the song that works. Um, it's quite possible that those were geniuses lyrics so Genius, it's a it's a lyric service, and you might have seen it if you're a Spotify user. It's a part of that. They have their own app. Um, they're they they're had, awesome. Like, like uh, not yeah. only do they have like crowdsourced lyrics, but also like when uh, the musical Hamilton, the lyrics popped up there. Lin Manuel Miranda was actually like verifying everything and also annotating all of the lyrics with its own. It's it's quite a scene, man. 
Genius is crowdsourced. I forgot to I forgot to mention that. So that's why it's everybody is kind of chipping in. It helps with the hard to transcribe songs. Um, and when you would look for a, a lyric, you type in song name lyric, usually these lyrics would come up next to um, the Google search box, right? So Genius had suspected that Google was uh, cribbing their lyrics, but when they asked the company about it, they did nothing. And so what Genius did was they watermarked their lyrics while hiding Morse code in the apostrophes of their lyrics. So we're talking about straight apostrophe and curly apostrophe and the dot and dash, like we like using that to kind of like create a little Morse code of sorts. And um, the Morse code spelled at spelled out red handed. <laughs> Which is hilarious. Um, so Google then made a blog post to explain where they get their lyrics from. Uh, the blog is called How We Help Find You Lyrics in Google Search. They The blog denies scraping sites for lyrics, says that they pay music publishers for the right to display lyrics to ensure that the songwriters got paid. Um but the problem is that a lot of the music publishers often don't have copies of the lyrics. So that's not really a sustainable answer. Uh, in the blog post, Google had written, we do not crawl or scrape websites to source these lyrics. The lyrics that you see in information boxes on search come directly from lyrics content providers, and they are updated automatically as we receive new lyrics and corrections on a regular basis. Um, the post also says that we've asked our lyrics partner to investigate the issue to ensure that they're following industry best practices in their approach. So to help make it clearer where the lyrics come from, we'll soon include attribution to the third party providing the digital lyrics text. Cough, genius, cough. <laughs> we will continue to take an approach that respects and compensates rights holders and ensures that music publishers and songwriters are, quote, paid for their work, unquote. Mm. Um, that's fun. I, 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 there, there is a lot of <laughs> passive aggressiveness in that phrase. I, I, I feel as though... Some it, it was fun a, num read. a number of I, I feel as though a number of people at Google who were directly responsible for having to produce that punched a lot of holes in a lot of conference room walls, saying that, well, hey, you remember earlier today when uh, Sundar announced that we were investing three quarters of a billion dollars in addressing the home the the, the the home crisis in San Francisco? Remember how everybody thought that hey. Wasn't that nice of you? Wasn't that a great 18 minutes that we had to savor that before this news story broke? Jim, can you bleep out that hey, Google? <laughs> Sorry. I just realized. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So Google is basically saying that they don't they, – they get their lyrics by deals with the actual publishers and when the deal when the publishers can't come through they license a li they license various libraries of song lyrics from third party sources and they're implying that some of those third party sources were getting song lyrics from uh from uh from genius, genius. so so the, so they We the, didn't know about it it wasn't us yeah i mean if it <laughs> This is this is another case of like we heard with uh, complaints about YouTube for a long time that someone had been complaining for years and years and years and it never actually percolated to a real human being that could address the problem until it became a PR disaster in which case it appears on the Google blog. 
So let's see how they address this. They they're saying that they are uh, changing their policy, where now the uh, the info box you get will also mention the source of those lyrics. That's starting to happen immediately. Um, now they're going to have to be really really paranoid. About, I, I wonder if they know about the trick where um, uh, another way you can watermark content is by replacing low ASCII characters with like high Unicode characters. Mm -hmm. So it looks like it's a period that you get mm -hmm. just by typing the period on the keyboard, but it's actually like an international period character. And they can't really claim that they, they can't claim that they decided just as you did to randomly insert Unicode characters that look exactly like ASCII. So that they, they gotta be really paranoid right now. Uh, <laughs> Either hey, that or, genius! That was genius, by the way. That was, you see, uh, <laughs> I if if I, if I were like a senior executive at that company, some young engineer, I assume a young clever engineer, would be going home with like a hundred dollar gift card to the Honey Baked Ham Company. And if they were vegetarian, I would find whatever the vegetarian, like the, whatever the soy equivalent of the honey baked ham company is. I just want them to. I want them to appreciate how much we like the cut of their jibs in the form of smoked meats or meat substitutes. Tofurkey, by the way, makes a really good um, like foo turkey. Just in case anybody's <laughs> wondering. Um, on to our next little news item. We're just kind of rolling through the news today. Because that's mm. what's going on. Um, this is interesting, and I'm hoping it points to some future technologies that, that are on the horizon. So on Android Police, there was a story. The Google app has started to show in this video bookmarks for YouTube search results. So that sounds exactly like what you think it is. So Google search for instructions on something can now service the correct time cue for that task in a video and add bookmarks all along the timeline. I love this because um, my my job is I'm pretty much a how to writer. Like that's I enjoy that's what I enjoy doing. I enjoy empowering people with the knowledge to do things on their own. And because the way I figured out on my own, but the way I figured out is by watching people's long, drawn out YouTube videos about <laughs> how to connect two computers for dual streaming on Twitch, which is great. I appreciate you all for doing that work, but I do not need 10 minutes about your setup. Like I don't care. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think it's cool. But if I but if I really cared, I would watch the video that says, look at my setup. Like, that's just what I'm trying to say here. Yeah, I'm I, I'm trying to decide between if there's one thing that I could banish to the land of winds and ghosts, it would either be people who are doing these videos who like are wearing like a headset microphone and they've got the microphone pointed directly at a nostril. All the way up, all the way up. Exactly. All the way up <laughs> like this. Like okay, I, like, I don't care if you're. Stop I don't breathing. care if I, I don't care if I've just been diagnosed with cancer, and this is a video on how to cure any form of cancer. I'm probably not going to make it through that video. No. The the, uh, the other thing would be like, oh great, oh this is here's a video with like uh, like a uh, hundred thousand views and two thousand likes on on how to pair this Bluetooth uh, headset with this device. Oh, that's great. Like. Okay, um, so first I want to show you, uh, let's, uh, let's take a look at it. Uh, this uh, is the strap that connects the two uh, ear cups to each other. Uh, and if you pull 
click, 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 click. You can adjust them in. Click, 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 click. It's me and out. by the way. Uh, now it has six buttons. Uh, this is the power button. That's what it looks like when it's Andy, on. I think we're losing our listeners right yeah. now. Well, uh, you know, Which I, is to I say, had to you do that impression very well. So, okay, that's fine. Uh, J- <laughs> J- Jim, and you can include this part in there. If you would like to like use your electronic magic to speed up that part of it to ease the suffering, uh, but yeah, so so yes, it's it's really really cool. It's although it see uh, this is kind of related to the kerfuffle about the lyrics, where oftentimes. Google is doing something that is objectively really, really helpful and uh-huh. useful for the users. Uh-huh. Where, again, when I go, when I can't figure out how to pair my Apple AirPods with my Android phone, I just want to know am I, do, am I doing something wrong? What are the steps for pairing this as a Bluetooth device? And it says, oh, well, actually, not only will we give you these like 10 uh, ranked responses, but also here's an info box that has like the four steps on how to do it. And, of course, there's a link to the page on imore.com where it is. But here are we managed to pull out from there the four steps on how to do that. And for me, it's like, wow, that's great. I finally got these things paired. Thank you, Google. If I work for iMore, I'd be like, thanks, Google. Thanks for the saving it was it was really really going to be a big problem for us to uh, serve up a web page with the entire thousand word article including the ads and concluding the stuff that makes our money thank you for saving us and our servers the trouble of actually making money from this content that we created uh and so the the, the lyrics is the same thing where i kind of want to know what's the i I, uh, I just found out this week that the the name the title and the lyric of that really famous Chicago song is twenty five or six two four. I was for all of my life I've been hearing this song and I just heard it as a stream of clicks, pops, and buzzes. I did not even parse it as words. And maybe I would want to know what is this? What are the lyrics to this song? But you should be taken to this to the genius page that actually has the entire stuff there. As opposed to for if you're going to be honoring the people who put that content up there, like last week we talked about uh, the newspaper industry and they're uh, having Congress's ear about how uh, they needed the ability to form a cartel to kind of gang up against Google and Facebook because Google was stealing news from them and publishing it and not allowing them and not uh, sharing revenue with them. Um, and last week, there the comments that they were making were pretty ridiculous because they weren't they were making it sound as though Google was actually republishing articles as opposed to driving traffic to their sites however this sort of thing the stuff that they 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 pluck out of a web page and put it into a, an info box or an explainer box that's a problem because uh, i mean i've as a listener of podcasts and as someone who uses search to find stuff i would love to find out to do a web search for uh, show me podcasts in which tim cook talked about football and then be taken to like an audio clip of exactly where because uh, Google is uh, indexing, uh, doing uh, speech to text and can pull up within the search box. Here is the clip. Here is the show. Here is the part where, where Tim Cook starts talking about football. But as the person who creates podcasts, I don't want them to I don't want <laughs> I don't want Google search to give me 
a little text box about give people a little box that explains what is the problem with people putting the boom mic of their headset too close to their nostril. I want them to come to this, the mighty material ep- uh, podcast episode 208, maybe listen to a sponsor ad, but at least uh, don't think of it as a nugget of information, but think of it as an, a unit of information and entertainment that may want you to click the subscribe button because we make money and we like money and we have use for money. Uh, my, I'm not in this. I don't pay as much for housing uh, here uh, in New England as Flo does, uh, but it still costs money. And that's why I, I, I would be worried about that sort of thing. Um, I have to also add to this that I think one of the, the key things here is that when you're searching for help on Google, uh, these days, like the, if you're doing this, whether you're doing it from the phone or the Chrome browser, let's say, the first search results you're going to get are on YouTube. So this is definitely Google pushing, like, come to YouTube, yeah. come watch the videos, uh, come do this thing. And it, for me, it's a little frustrating because I don't have time to watch a video. Yeah. And, and I don't, I'm not always, you know, if you're sitting there frustrated about something. You know, I'm of the old school way where I would go and I would search in the forums and I would go and like read and I would pay attention to that. And I don't really get to do that same thing when you're looking through videos and you don't know if the video is going to give you what you want either. So I don't know. I, I understand this is a way to, to get people to go to YouTube and use it as reference. But for me, a person who just really loves text, <laughs> it's, it's hard to it's hard for me to think about like that usability method, um, even if Google's going to try and make it easier on us. But I will say that when I heard this news, I got very excited about the idea of our podcast being indexed because I'm ready for that. Yeah, I'm ready for that discoverability because, folks, I don't know if you know this, this is a little inside baseball, but <laughs> the number one way that people find out about podcasts in the year of our Lord 2019 is through word of mouth. And so if you like this podcast, (laughs) we would please tell you to tell your friends, tell your parents, tell your church congregation, tell your swim team, um, tell your online forum if, where if you, you are a member. If you drive for Lyft or Uber, would it kill you to be playing the podcast right there you? in the car? Would it kill you? Like, we'd really appreciate it. Because um, that that is how people discover podcasts yes. in 2019. Boy, oh boy. Now, um, the desperation, are, if there's a tone of desperation in our voices, that's only because we're close to the end of the episode. But we're not, right. It's not because we're about to be thrown into the street and, you know, we're still... No, we're okay. Again, and, and, and plus, uh, again, that Rite Aid that's going out of business, they have a lot of like uh, candy and chips and stuff that's 70% off. So I am stocked on high fat, high cholesterol, uh, high sugar food for at least. And were there's originals? Your joke, but there was a, there. I, <laughs> I, I, I said no to a bag of Werther's uh, candies. They had they had neon blue Hostess snowballs for like 41 cents. And so, yes, I had to buy two packs. For you, I, Andy, I you know either, and I and I bought two because they did not have three. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, let's go to our last news item just very quickly. If you've ever wanted to build a game, but you're like, I don't even want to deal with whatever Unity is. Well, guess what? Now you could just do it through Google's Game Builder. So I know we talk a lot about like what Google does. Google does 
good things like this. This is this is fun. So it lets anybody create a 3D game in a Minecraft-like uh, interface. So it's a new release, an app for Mac and PC from Area 120, which is Google's workshop for experimental projects, not associated with any alien life force or anything. Um, it's called the Game Builder, which Google calls a prototype, It's a, and it's available for free on Steam. The Verge calls it a video game for making games, which sounds about right. So many people compare it to Minecraft just in the sense that you start with an empty playground and then you drop in 3D characters and objects into it. The cards dictate how these things function and interact with, uh, with you and with other elements in the game. And also because this builder is multiplayer of sorts, multiple people can come in and sort of like develop this world. So I can imagine this being really fun for like a bunch of kids who are bored hanging around a computer. Um, I, from I was thinking how much yes. fun it would be for like uh, older people, like adults. Yes, crea- and adults. <laughs> creating, creating a game where the gameplay is you keep changing the rules on people where they think that oh look here's a here's a frap gun i said they don't but you, they don't you don't they don't know that you changed the javascript and now it actually fires a cannon of confetti that sticks with you and makes you really easy to track or that oh by the way uh, somebody uh, somebody turned off the gravity on this hill <laughs> have fun with that oh my god and, the, and, you can either, and you can either figure out how to navigate with no no gravity, or you can then change the game to turn on normal gravity, and then figure out how to. It's it could be it it could be real fun. Uh, like I uh, like I alluded to earlier, you can create your own. The cards are the things that tell the characters in the game what what how do you move, what do you do, how do you interact with these other things, and they're pre done cards available. Uh, you can also use uh, uh, game, excuse me, uh, game assets from Google Poly. So they've got like thousands and thousands of 3D models you can just drop in there. And if you know JavaScript or if you learn JavaScript, you can create your own cards so your own game mechanics can put in there. But yeah, it sounds it sounds like a lot of fun. Um, the it's it's not. Uh, it's not something that looks like it will be able to create games you can then sell like on the app store no, anywhere. No. It looks like it's only going to be available in Steam, although they say that you can, be, you can share your games with other people. Um, you don't have to compile it. You don't have to. It just, again, you just <laughs> throw a card on a dingus that shows the dingus that you're, by the way, you're, you're, now, you're now a hopping dingus. And when you hop on your left foot, you also tear holes in reality. Have fun. Uh, so it's it's the only the, the only thing that uh, I don't want to I don't want to end the show on a negative note. I'm just saying that I have written code. I've written the I've written large coding product projects, not for not for a living, but usually just because there's something I needed and it got out of hand, and I now I'm doing this huge coding product or project. Or a friend of mine has an, a pressing need and asked me, "Is there an app for this?" And I have to reply, "No, there isn't." But here is a first cut at it. Tell me what you want changed in this, and I'll keep changing it for you. Uh, programming is uh, f- is creative, and it can be very very fulfilling. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it's however, it's uh, very very lonely. Uh, the compiler keeps telling you that you're wrong and that mm-hmm. you're incapable of writing software. It fosters a sense of self-loathing that in game developers, I have found they take that self-loathing and then they project it upon the player's experience in the game. 
I believe that quite quite firmly. And so I'm wondering if this if the if the game builder is fun to use, if the person creating the game and the experience is having fun, can the thing they create really be called a game? I guess we're going to find out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, you know, it'll it'll be. I like stuff like this. This stuff like this is fun. It's see. My hopes are high. We we talk about good things and other things. Um, I always feel this like sort of sense of dread when we get to the end of the episode. I'm like, hmm, did we make it like uh, balanced? <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to Material today. I know that we come at you with a lot of stuff every week, but that's because we love Google to bits and we love everything that they do. And we just, there's so much going on that we just want to let you know everything about it. Because again, Google holds up holds up the world at this point. Mm, it's the Google digital all the way virtual down. world. Yep, exactly. Um, all the way down to Mountain View. <laughs> Um, okay. On that note, uh, Andy, do you have anything you want to shill this week? <laughs> Sorry. I don't know. I was very pleased with my using that word, but I was. Well, uh, if, uh, if anybody needs, uh, from one to 73, eight by 10 plastic picture frames, I can cut you a really good deal on that. I bought a an unopened case of that. You'll again, my, my life until Thursday, which is the last day before they close the store is going to be monitoring the situation at this Rite Aid pharmacy. I would be doing the same. Exactly. And making sure that uh, if, if I can get this stuff before it goes into the dumpster where I feel as though I've got, I've got enough dignity to kind of habituate and hover around a drugstore to get a discount on uh, on a Bluetooth mouse. I'm if you not... find any Pokemon cards, by the way, mm, they got some Magic the Gathering cards. I think <laughs> I see. I, but but what I want to say is that I just ha- but I do have just enough dignity not to root through the dumpster to take things out of that. That's that that was me at age sixteen and seventeen when I found out that the bakery. Uh, I used to walk past on my way home from school, used to throw out all of their unsold uh, donuts. That's awful. Well, no. Well, see. It, donate it. Well, they donated it to me, an impoverished mm. like 15 or 16-year-old. And I'm not saying mm-hmm. that they were just tossed in a garbage bag. It's almost as if they put them like in a box and like put it very delicately on the top right. of the trash as For if freakins. to say. Exactly. So. I feel as though I was I was aiding the economy in some way. Anyway, when but Andy yeah, so, was a freegan. Yes, I invented it. I just didn't patent it because I'm that kind of a guy. Uh, so I'm going to be on. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to be on Boston Public Radio again. I think on Thursday, so that would be next week as we record this. Uh, as usual, go to my Twitter feed, Anatko, I-H-N-A-T-K-O. Uh, that's where I usually post like the exact time. I believe it's going to be 1 to one thirty on Thursday. Uh, and you can stream that live or later from WGBHnews.org. You're so cool, Andy. Just doing cool oh, stuff. Oh, go on. <laughs> um, I am just working at home. Testing things. I'm in the midst of a lot of testing right now. Just stay tuned to florenceion.com where I'm blogging and cross-posting my my stuff. Uh, or you follow me on Twitch, Instagram, and Twitter at oh that flow. I appreciate it. I appreciate everyone. Andy, I appreciate you for putting the doc together every week. Jim, our editor, I appreciate for just 
dealing with listening to an entire audio file. And can, of I, me and and Andy. can I also say that I, I rode my bike up to this library where I'm recording. And so I've been, a, for some reason, I've been a bit Flemish. And so I've been muting the microphone and going, <clears throat> and then saying, sorry, Jim, because I know that it's not good. Oh, I, I thought you were just out. being Flemish. Uh, uh, again, uh, I'm, I'm not very much into uh, seafaring commerce. I'm more of a farming domestic transport. That's what our thing. people are. That's what our people are known for. Uh. A lot of farming. <laughs> Um, thank you everyone. That is it for this week. Uh, we really look forward to being back with you next week and, um, until next week, have a good next seven days. 